Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. No chances. I'm taking no chances. I don't care right now. I don't even care if I offend people at this point. Because in the beginning, I kind of thought, hey, I don't want to offend this person. But nope, don't give a shit. This is going to be another quick After 9 Podcast. We're doing them as much as we can, everybody. And we hear you. Why aren't there podcasts every day? Uh, they don't even want us in the same room together. So it's difficult to do a podcast that way. But we're exploring some technology so that we can do it remotely. We just have to figure that out. In the meantime, uh, we'll sit in the same room as much as we can, as far away as we can. We are doing the proper social distancing right now. Question that I just put on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting a whole bunch of answers from very misinformed people. If you go into your employer and say... I don't feel safe coming to work in this COVID-19 pandemic. I'm not confident in our sanitization efforts or I don't trust that employees uh, aren't sick themselves. There are people working here right now that have recently been away. I don't feel comfortable here. Can you turn around and walk right back out the door and guarantee that your job is safe and face no repercussions from your employer? Can they sanction you for that? Can they write you up for that? Can they dismiss you for that? Can you lose your job for standing up for your health and for doing exactly what everyone from our chief medical officer of health right up to our prime minister has said? Stay home. Yeah. Yeah. Can you lose your job for that? And is there any money available to you? Can you apply to this new EI fund that Trudeau introduced yesterday? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to that question, frankly. We need clarity, though. There's no doubt about it. We need this clarity, and we need it sooner rather than later. So let's get off your fucking asses, government, and let people know what's going on. You know, some people are saying you can always refuse unsafe work. Eh, okay. Can they reprimand you? I don't think you're necessarily covered under this bill that's going to be passed in an emergency session of the legislature today. Because, as I understand it, the wording on that says that it is for people who are under investigation, supervision, or treatment for COVID-19. What about people like us that are just paranoid about COVID-19? It's It freaks you out a little bit, especially when you're hearing of more and more cases. And I was just talking to Jesse. Jesse is over on our brother station, Dave FM, and we've been talking about this story all morning. Here's something that's happening with us locally, the Cambridge Toyota plant. If you drive a Toyota, chances are it was made between Cambridge and Woodstock. That's absolutely true. So hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people work there. There was a confirmed case of COVID-19. People are still at work there today. They shut down, quote unquote, for a total of six hours to clean. So everyone should feel just fine about it. Fuck that. I am in shock that they're letting this happen. We had multiple people text us that were supposed to go into work. Actually, one guy gave us a call this morning. He turned around and walked out. He's not sure of the repercussions on that. There's a couple of them that did. He said not enough did, and they are still expected to work. It is business as usual, and we're hearing more and more cases of this. So when I hear that, when I hear, okay, so that's just one of many examples of things like this happening everywhere where employees 
uh, are supposed to still work, even though someone that they work with is either maybe possibly has a case of COVID-19, refuses to get checked, or even if they know they have it, you're still expected to work in that same place. Follow the bouncing ball. Jesse made a great point. How many people who live here, myself included, maybe don't have direct contact with someone that works there every single day, but knows someone who does and has contact with them. This is just an example of how these things spread and they spread quickly. And if people aren't doing the right things and employers and companies aren't doing the right thing, which I personally don't think Toyota in Cambridge is doing, you're just making this so much worse. It's disgusting. It's disappointing. And I'm keeping a running tab in my brain of all the shit going down. It's disappointing to me, too, because I do know people who actually run dealerships who are terrific people. And the dealerships are doing great things, like bringing the car to you if you'd like to test drive it. I like that. And I'll give Forbes Waterloo Toyota a shout out. Unfortunately, the plant, they don't seem to be giving a shit today. A lot of them are. Uh, People have been harassing me. Let's get it trending. Stop construction now. I don't know how unsafe construction is. I mean, as I understand it, I'll use road construction, for example, uh, because they're doing a lot of it right now for some reason. I see the guys out on the side of the road every night, and they're not close together. They're in open-air settings. I don't know if that's particularly dangerous, so I don't think I am going to retweet that. But if I'm missing something, then by all means, DM us. Scott Fox on air on Instagram. I'm totally open to every opinion Mm -hmm. that's out there. Mm -hmm. I think it's good the hospitals are shutting down visitation. It sucks if you've got... I think about the kids. If you've got a kid that's in the hospital for whatever reason and you can't even go see your kid, I don't know if that's one of the limited exceptions, but I feel bad. Apparently it will be. I don't know for sure going forward, but apparently it was one of the exceptions. I know someone who works inside the Cambridge hospital that was telling me the disappointing thing. It isn't that if you've got a kid in there, you should be able to go. They'll screen you apparently, but you should be able to go. Everything should be okay there. It's that someone, for example, getting a fucking toe surgery and they've got 15 family members showing up to check on them and get the fuck out of the hospital. Like, what are you doing? Get the fuck out. See them when they're home. If that Uh, people are having babies, that doesn't stop in a pandemic. Of course. I've never really understood why the whole family has to go and see the new baby in the hospital. That's not my experience in the past from my two kids being born. We just had the baby and brought the baby home and then everybody came over to see the baby. Uh, If somebody's giving birth, you're not being slighted when they don't let you in the hospital to see your husband's sister's new child. You don't need to. You don't need to You don't need to do that. There'll be time for that later, and you should probably make sure that you've gone through a period of self-isolation before you go and visit that newborn baby who doesn't have the same immunity that we do. There's a few things happening now that I don't quite understand. Um, uh, how they stop the spread or flatten the curve. I wouldn't want to be working in retail right now. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Mm -hmm. I had to run out to the only place I've been since last Friday was to Best Buy yesterday. I needed printer cartridges. So I went and bought printer cartridges. I was in and out of the store in seven minutes. Didn't touch a fucking thing in that store. And I tapped to pay. I still sanitized the shit out of everything you when I got home. You still felt gross, didn't you? I felt gross because yeah. it's a public space and there was other people in there. Similarly, I went to shoppers for medication just in case because I want to make sure I have enough. But even that, same thing. Didn't touch anything. Did the self-checkout, which is great. They have those options. Tap the card. Automatic doors. Everything was good. I still felt gross yep. right now. And it, And you really learn how much anxiety you have. I never thought I was an anxious person at all until this pandemic. And now I'm like, mate, I have a little bit of anxiety here. Yeah. I feel bad for the employees. 
I, I really do, because you're being forced to work in a situation that you probably do not want to be in. You don't know who's coming through the door. Mm-hmm. It could be someone who's been away recently. Yep. It could be someone who's been working with someone who's got it. Absolutely. Any number of things. Uh, the LCBO is an example. They've changed their hours from uh, the regular hours to 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. That'll do the trick. Doesn't that just make more foot traffic in there because you're shortening it to a smaller period of time? I, I, I don't see how any of this makes any sense to me other than the fact the government's making money and they want to continue to make money. Yeah, I don't understand that. Now, the beer store, who is not the government, they've changed their hours too, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Okay. Call me crazy, but if you're going to keep the stores open... Spread it out as much as humanly possible. They should be open 24 hours right now so that you don't get that between 4 and 6 p.m. rush when people get off work to go and pick up a couple of coolers and a bottle of wine. That's what they should do. You know, I'm thinking about uh, the beer store here. I'm glad they've stopped accepting empties. Good. God only knows who touched what, and Mm -hmm. beer store employees have got to handle those empties. Absolutely. But they're asking people, please, do not throw your empties in the blue box. Just because we're not taking them right now doesn't mean they go in the blue bin. Hang on to them. You'll get your deposit back when you return them after March 31st. Although that might even get extended. We don't know where we're going to be two weeks from now. And one of the things that really worries me, Kat, is we saw it on Monday. We saw more of it on Tuesday. People that had been away that showed up at work and work, let them work knowing full well they were out of the country. Scott, it's amazing how many stories we're hearing of that. Somebody who uh, actually sent me a note this morning from a retailer. I won't name names because I hate to do that because it is independently owned kind of thing, but it is a chain of retailers. They work the cash. They were not comfortable working the cash. They had people wanting to hand them over money, uh, people maybe sneezing and coughing. I don't know the extent of it, but whatever it was, they did not feel comfortable. They went to their manager. They said, look, I'm not comfortable right now. I have a little kid, two little kids. This is a single mom, actually, with two kids. I have two kids at home. She said she went to her manager with all of her concerns, and her manager said, tough shit, pretty much. Really? If you want to get out, get out. You're not getting paid for your shifts then. We'll give your shifts to somebody else. No, you can't even work in another part of the store. It's this or get out. That to me is so unfair. Just as a person, there's no compa- there seems to be no compassion there. Like you can't try to figure something out. You can't try to work something out. I have heard stories to the opposite though. Yes, when I post that yes. question on Facebook. There are some good, good, good stories out there too. One person replied, yep, I went to my boss. I said, I don't feel comfortable right now. I don't think this is safe. They said, okay, we totally understand. There will be no repercussions and we'll give you your record of employment so that you can go and apply for EI. Great. That's mm-hmm. exactly how it should work. That's what we need right now. Work right now really should be voluntary. It really should be. And if you're a business that absolutely has to stay open, there's a lot of people looking for a job. I personally have five family members that got laid off on Tuesday, I think it was, when we declared a state of emergency and all the bars were shut down. They work in the hospitality industry. Five family members got laid off. I know at least two of them would probably take any job they could get right now because, hey, this is going to be a wake-up call for a lot of people that have paid into EI all their lives and never used it. It doesn't pay very well. You don't get Mm -hmm. much money on EI. It's some and it's... It's not good. It's, it's not It's, it's not great. It, it really isn't. And for some people who already have uh, big payments to make and they're living paycheck to paycheck, this is not helping at all. Let's give a little mention here to some of the companies that are doing good things. There are three distilleries that have been uh, centered out here. Grit City Distillery in Medicine Hat, Alberta. 
Spirit of York Distillery in Toronto, and Small Batch Distillers in Beamsville, Ontario, have all shifted their alcohol-making operation from making booze to making sanitizer. So the booze we drink could be anywhere from, what, 30-40% alcohol. It needs to be at least 60% alcohol to meet the government requirements for sanitizer. So they've upped the alcohol content, and these distillers are now making sanitizer. And even better, not even for a profit. All three of those particular distillers say they're going to sell that sanitizer at either a low enough price that it only covers costs, Mm -hmm. or they'll give it away for free in some cases, depending on how this gets. And and back to my other point. Sorry, I'm jumping all over the place. It's hard. There's a lot of points to make. I get it. I get it. I'm really fucking worried about next week. We had 25 cases in 24 hours here in Ontario yesterday. We found out from our local public health here in Waterloo Region that, yeah, there's 10 confirmed cases. But there's 225 that they're actively monitoring. Okay, well, that's concerning to me. And now I'm thinking about all these people that went away on spring break, that defied all the warnings. If if you're coming back this weekend, starting tomorrow, I would think, you left since it was declared a pandemic. If you left and traveled in the middle of a pandemic, you must be forced to go into mandatory self-isolation. Mm-hmm. And they're not. Some of those people are going to show up for work on Monday like no. it's no big thing. This is the problem. The second it was declared a pandemic, we should have been locking shit down. Shut it down. Shut it down because it's not going to get better. We're hearing of these stories all over the place. People sick, lying about being sick, being forced to work or going into work when they probably shouldn't be going into work. So many of these cases, it's only going to make things worse. Kat, the only way that works, though, and I will give Trudeau all the credit in the world because what he did yesterday needed to be done. Money. He needed to put out money. He needed to be reassuring. He needed to be a stoic leader. And he was. Justin Trudeau deserves a hell of a lot of credit for what he did yesterday. It took balls. And even Bill Morneau, who's not quite as exciting as watching paint dry, is doing the right thing. I really miss Mark Carney right now. I really think we need him at the Bank of Canada. But nonetheless, having a finance minister do that yesterday was smart. So good on those two. They deserve some credit. However, there's room for improvement, though. A lot of room for improvement. Always is. And especially in this case, I think not enough was done still. There's another update, by the way, as we're um, doing this podcast, we're about an hour or so away from our prime minister talking to uh, the nation again. So we'll see what that brings. I would think it seems like every other day there's a big announcement and the ones in between are just announcing an announcement. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So this could be absolutely nothing coming up today, but I'm really hoping for a lot more here. And, And also to from the top of our podcast, as we mentioned, some clarity here for people who are afraid to go into work, but also need to pay their bills. We need to make sure that they're Helped because they're trying to do everything right here. And We're that, telling them to do all this shit. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's the other side of it. You talked about those people who are like lying about how sick they are and they're lying about symptoms and oh fuck, I've got a fever, but I got to go into work because I got to pay the bills and I can't wait for EI to come in and kick in a couple weeks from now and blah, blah, blah. I get it. There's a lot of people in a tough situation and something needs to be made available for them mm-hmm. ASAP. But step one is they got to stay home. They got to say, I need help. Because it only makes it worse, right? If you go out there knowing full well you're sick, or even if you're unsure, maybe, I don't know what this is. I got a little lump in my throat. Could be nothing. You got to stay home. You have to. And I really think that the next step from the prime minister is, 
if they don't want to lock everything down, I don't agree with that decision, but okay, I think we should have locked the borders down two weeks ago. Nobody comes in, and if you choose to leave, because you got a great fucking deal on an all-inclusive in Cuba, which yeah, you can get like, any time of the year, off. by the way. Yeah. If you still decided to go, the borders might not be open when you come back. Like, I really think we should have been firm on that. However, when these people get back, let's hope they self-isolate and quarantine themselves. Um, I think that the prime minister needs to go a step forward and he needs to say bill collections on hold. He really needs to because yeah. that you want to talk about flatten the curve. That's why people are lying about being sick. Yep. That's why people are going back to work when they know they shouldn't be at work is because money problems are a reality. It's great that the big banks let you defer mortgage payments. It's really great that there is help on the way, a little bit of help when they put in this new EI fund and some child tax credits and the GST credit and stuff like that. That's all good. Mm -hmm. But people need to know that when the phone rings from an unknown number for the next two months, it's not going to be that collection agency saying you're fucked if you don't pay us now. It's not going to be Toronto Hydro saying, yeah, we're going to shut the lights off tomorrow if we don't get the bill. Yeah. They need to know that it's not RBC saying, if you don't make a payment on your line of credit, we're canceling all your credit cards. Yeah. They need to know that. People need to have some relief right now. It's not just about how much money comes in. It's about how much you have to put out. And if we eliminate how much needs to be put out, that would solve the problem. EI is enough for you to buy groceries. Okay. You can support your family on EI. You can live with it. Yes, you can. Maybe that's enough for you to not go out. Maybe that's enough for you to walk away from an unsafe situation, but it is not enough to pay that Bell Mobility no, bill yeah. or, or that yeah. Rogers cable bill. And I'm sorry, but right now, cable is essential or at least something, whether it's a streaming service or IPTV or whatever it is you've got. People need to know that it's not going to get shut off if they don't pay that bill right now. And the prime minister is the guy who can do it. If there's anybody who can, it's him with a stroke of a pen. And I'm not criticizing him right now. I'm just saying that more needs to be done because the only way to flatten the curve, so to speak, is to prevent people from going out sick. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. That's very great. You know, um, I... I and uh, Back to the vacations for a second. Sure. We're closing the border with the U.S. Only non... Or, sorry, all non-essential travel is prohibited. Great. There are 77 Canadians among the more than 1,400 people on board a transatlantic cruise ship that has several confirmed COVID-19 cases on board. And we've seen from other cruises that were in the news recently, that seems to be where COVID-19 breeds the best is on a cruise. Oh yeah. You're stuck in close quarters with a lot of people, even if you're on your own individual room. Yeah. Next part of this story, global affairs, Canada says it is standing ready to provide consular assistance to the Canadians on board the Costa Luminosa which is currently heading for the French Mediterranean port of Marseille. French authorities say the ship will arrive in port waters today. It's not known, though, if passengers will be allowed to get off the boat, given France's stringent antivirus movement rules imposed in France. Listen, I, uh, I respect the French for doing that. If you've got strict rules, fine, you can't come. Why the fuck are we going to send a plane over and ferry these people back? You know, I'm all for consular services. As a Canadian citizen, that passport is more than just a little black booklet. That means that our government will stand by you wherever you are in the world in a bad situation. But that was intended for 
if you're in Hawaii and a volcano erupts, that was intended for if you're in San Francisco and there's an earthquake. That's intended for if a war breaks out in a place that you happen to be. That's not intended for you deciding to go on a cruise Despite the fact that we're in a global fucking pandemic. When you first mentioned cruise, I thought back, when was it we we talked about the cruise? And you asked me specifically, and I think this was just on the radio. I'm not sure if we brought it into the podcast at the time. Hey, Kat, if someone offered you a free cruise, free of charge, this is before this all became a pandemic. Mm -hmm. Would you take it? And I said, fuck no. No way. But there were still people who did it. And it, it shocks me. My buddy Mike is the cruise director for the largest cruise ship in the world. He's the cruise director of Oasis of the Seas from Royal Caribbean. He just got off his ship for a mandated vacation time before shit started getting real. He's over in New Zealand at the moment. We talked to him on our FM radio show the other day, and he managed to get back to L.A., and because he had heard that the borders were closing and because he didn't want to fly any longer than he already had, New Zealand to LAX, that's a long flight. So he rented a car and he's driving 22 hours from LAX to Vancouver. And then he's going to make a decision about how he's going to get back to Toronto. He told me, us actually on our show, Mm -hmm. that the staff on that ship, because there's no cruises going out now, but the staff on that ship is still on board. They're doing a deep clean. They're going through health checks. They're doing all that sort of stuff. Well, they're just sailing around the Caribbean right now doing fuck all. It's probably pretty good there knowing that everybody on board is not infected. Mm -hmm. Nobody can get on board and they're safe. They're just having a big fucking party on a giant boat. That's the best boat party (laughs) in the world right now. Imagine if you could have that peace of mind that nobody who's infected can get anywhere near you. As long as we all just stay on this ship. How long are they going to be on the ship, though? It's fun for a while, Scott, but then it sounds fucking miserable to me. I want to go home. I want to see my family. I want to get back to normalcy. Are my bills going to be paid because I'm not at work right now? Right? Well, for those people, not only is that their home, they live on the ship because they work there. That's very true. But it's also their office, too. So it's kind of like quiet day at the office. Speaking of which, it's really quiet around here. We've been mandated that only essential staff are allowed to be in the building right now. Everybody else has been told to work from home. I don't think, to the best of my knowledge, we've laid off a single person. No. That's good. But it's eerie around here, and it's eerie in a lot of workplaces because it's not routine. Like, you can feel something's going on. Yeah, even seeing all the memos that are posted up when you look at the front door of the Chorus Kitchener uh, building, which is usually like, open and come on in and super happy. We've Usually we decorate for all occasions. You know, St. Patrick's Day would have been one of them, and we probably already would have had the Easter decorations ready to go. It's like you said, it's eerie. It's quiet. There's notices to say, stay away. We're mailing our prizes to you and do not enter the building. If you have these signs, like it, it is, it's a very eerie feeling right now. couple of quick takeaways here. I'm going to do three more things. Number one, I'm going to give you some international numbers. Iran is reporting a nearly 15% spike in COVID-19 deaths. They don't have it under control there. The country says 147 more people have died from the virus, raising the death toll to 1,135 with 17,361 infections. This is the story from the Associated Press. However, many in Iran are reportedly ignoring warnings to stay home. People are packing food markets and crowding highways with traffic as families travel ahead of the Persian New Year tomorrow. Italy 
has reported 475 new deaths from COVID-19 just a day after it looked like infections there had started to slow. Italy's Civil Protection Agency announced 4,207 new cases of COVID-19 yesterday, bringing the total to 35,713. With that in mind, I want to play for you something that aired on CNN yesterday. The U.S. Surgeon General is America's top doctor. You don't get to be the Surgeon General of America without being pretty fucking good. You're damn right, Scott. Listen to everything this man had to say yesterday on CNN. This is about a minute and a half clip. I'm going to play it for you now. Listen to this and take this to heart. These new CDC guidelines that were announced this week say advise no gatherings of more than 10 people for the next 15 days. You've said we can do anything for 15 days, but but give it to us straight. Isn't this going to be longer than 15 days? How long do you think people should expect to be at home, essentially? Well, what you're talking about is our 15 days to stop the spread initiative. We're telling people that we really want them to avoid gatherings of 10 or more. We want them to avoid any unnecessary travel. Uh, We want them to work from home, if at all possible or not go in. Uh, And the reason why we framed it this way is because when we look at the data, uh, our numbers are where Italy's were two to three weeks ago. So we really have a choice to make right now as a nation. Uh, Do we want to go the way of Italy and see our numbers increase rapidly? Or do we want to go the way of South Korea and China, who aggressively leaned in the mitigation measures and were actually able to level off their peak and are now seeing uh, significantly decreased numbers of cases? We, we really right. feel like if we can get America 15, to all I mean, pitch in, yeah. we feel like if we can get America to all pitch in for the next 15 days, we can flatten the curve, which is a term that you've been hearing a lot, not overwhelm our health care systems. So and 15 days is this. enough? 15 days is likely not going to be enough to get us all the way through, but uh, we really need to lean into it now so that we can bend the curve in the next 15 days. And uh, at that yeah. point, we'll reassess. Okay. Isn't that fucking scary? Yeah. It, like a lot of things are scaring me right now. It's 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 difficult, I think, doing what we do because we were kind of told from the beginning of this, like, guys, keep it light. It's all good. You know, you're positive. Da 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 da. But as it continued to go on, it got scarier and scarier, and it's become a, a lot harder and harder for people in our positions to do to make everything seem okay when there's shit that's scaring us too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're people with families and things on the go. When you hear something like that, you're wondering, are we all doing enough? Are we all doing what we're actually preaching here? A and B. Are, is everybody else listening to what this guy just said? I don't know. It worries me if they're not. I'm going to tell you something, though. And this is something that I want everybody listening to this podcast to not only take to heart, but to share it with people you know. The best advice I've heard in this whole pandemic is act as if you've already got it. Mm-hmm. You're not, I mean, sometimes I feel like I'm playing Frogger in real life. Like, oh, fuck, people coming. I got to get out of the way. Duck over this way. Duck over that way. And I'm constantly trying to avoid other people because I'm afraid of getting the virus. Think of it another way. Think of it as you already have the You're virus infected. and you don't want to give it to other people. Because if we all have that mindset, it's going to be very, very, very difficult for this virus to spread. Like we said off the top here. And that's what I was referring to. I don't give a shit who I offend, and nobody should give a shit who you offend. Did you plan to have coffee with someone? Did you plan to invite someone over, and you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, but they're still saying they're good if I am and I'm not? Don't be afraid to offend people. I'm staying away from everybody right now. Mm -hmm. I'm staying away from everybody and trying to act like you just said, like I already have it. So I don't want to give it to my mom or my dad. 
FaceTime is a great tool if you don't, you know, you're wondering what the hell to do, but you want to talk to your parents or your friends or your cousins, whatever the case is. I've been FaceTiming on a daily basis with my friends' kids just to keep my kids feeling like they're socializing in a way. Uh There's lots of different tools. Technology is a great thing. Use it where you have to and act like you already have it. That's a great tip. But I'm going to go one step further and say, I personally, I am a healthy 42-year-old man. I live alone. It's very, very easy for me to Mm self-isolate. When I get home from work, I stay in the house until I go to work the next morning. And I I believe that all precautions necessary are being taken here. So I don't think there's much risk of infection. But when I have an opportunity to do something, I think about you. And not infecting you because you're a healthy, well, late 30s. No, Uh, I'm not. Mid 30s. I'm 33. Early 30s, or early to mid 30s. <laughs> fuck right off, Scott. Early to mid 30s, female. I'm 33, and you're fine, and your husband's a healthy guy, but you've got kids, and I think, fuck, if I do something reckless, I could very easily give it to you, and then you could very easily give it to your kids, and they're not my kids, but I worry about other people, so that's why I do try and avoid certain situations, so I don't have to put other people in a shitty situation. Right. Yeah. Think of yourself as already having it and you want to protect the people around you. Yep. If everybody does th- everybody does that, we should be good. All right, that's it for today's podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you took something from it. Uh, tell other people about the podcast too. We're doing them as much as we can and as much as work will allow. You can DM us anytime on Instagram is where I like to get my DMs, but wherever anyway. Uh, cat on air, it's cat with a K. Scott Fox on air as well.